You have good friends and family that like to tell you about all the negative things that are going on in their lives. And they consistently stick to the same story. Everything bad is happening to them and for them. And if you continue to listen to that for months and months and months and months at a time, it starts to eat away at you. It makes you start to look at the world more negatively. So you have to limit that in your life. You have to stop that point in your life. What is up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina. And today on the Now That's Life podcast, we're going to explore the ways we give our energy away to those who really don't deserve it. And we're also going to talk about the balance. How do we balance this and stop giving our energy away to the wrong things as well? You have the right to protect your damn energy. And for those of you all that don't know, I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And while I want this podcast to be a helpful and a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for your relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Now run tell that. Now we all often get caught up in this whole energy storm. First off, knowing what it means and what it is to us. According to Susanna Seton, she's the writer of Everyday Energy Boosters, 365 tips and tricks to help you feel like a million bucks, which is in my Amazon shop, by the way, at the link in the show notes. She says that energy is your most precious human resource. Let me say that again. Energy is your most precious human resource. What I always have to find myself remembering is it's not just my physical energy, but it's also that emotional, mental, and spiritual energy. So to make it real clear, when you don't have energy, you usually don't feel like you have enough of something within you to continue to do anything you're setting out to do. And on the other hand, when you got too much energy, you just feel like you can't even calm down. You just feel like you need to go sit down somewhere. Now there's that positive energy, which is so zen and beautiful. It just makes us feel so good. We want to run outside and fly with the hummingbirds and, you know, the, I don't know, whatever be flying outside. Now we have to also make mention of that other side negative energy. Now that negative energy is a sneaky little demon. I tell you that sometimes you don't even know when negative energy has creeped into your life, when it's creeped into your space until you're feeling anxious, you're feeling all over the place. You might even feel depressed. You might just feel like you don't want to do anything. You don't want to be bothered by anyone. You're not enjoying anything that you used to. And sometimes those people around you that are normally around, they just come off as really annoying, overbearing, and you just find yourself angry and irritable all the time. It's, it's a real sneaky little thing that can get into your life really quickly. And sometimes it's hard to identify when negative energy is present. According to Jade Wong, a former intern of Shine, there are six real ways to start to protect your damn energy. I'm going to talk about those six things she mentions, but I'm also going to infuse some things that you can be using in your daily life in order for you to see these things more clearly and to pay more attention to your energy and not just energy when it's positive and when it's negative and when negativity is starting to creep in. The first thing is to get away from them energy vampires. 
I can tell you the truth, y'all. These are the people that just make you feel drained. Instead of sucking blood, they suck in every energetic fiber of your being. They make you feel like you're snuffed out. Every time you're around them, you feel like a pillow is over your face and you're literally dying from being suffocated. I like to call these people the proverbial sneaky energy serial killers. This could be your friend, a family member, co-worker, or anyone. Your uncle, your cousin, your baby daddy, Bobo and Shishi down the street. It can be any one of them. Heck, it could be all of them. Let's be real. Now, what it's going to take from you is to realize when these people are around. What we have the propensity to do a lot of times, what ends up happening for us is that we always start to just get irritable with people. We start to be mean. We start to be rude. And we might not even notice we're being that way until someone calls us out. And usually it's one of these people that's energy sucking. And what is happening in you is that you're becoming angry because you're realizing or your body is realizing that the energy store is being depleted, right? And the person immediately in front of you or the person who's causing that, you might indirectly become rude to them or mean to them in efforts to protect yourself. It's all about survival instinct, baby. You don't even know when that's happening. It's just coming out. And so what I'm going to say there is really start to think clearly about who you feel good around. Now, you're not going to always feel good around everybody 100% of the time. That's way too much responsibility to put on anyone. However, some people just drain you every time they around. My God, they just make you feel like you know, dang, <laughs> is anything good? Is anything making you feel good? I mean, can we talk about something positive? Can we talk even about me today? Like you always talk about every problem you got. And what you notice is you start to take on their energy. So if they're negative, if they're always negative about everything, if they never find any positives, if everything is falling apart, you'll start operating in the same way. That's how this sneaky little energy negativity demon works. It gets right in there. It rolls right into your life and you don't even realize. And it starts to get into every fiber of everything that you do. So what you have to do is recognize who these people are and you need to limit yourself, limit your interactions with them. And I know some of y'all might live in the same house with some of these people. What I would do is start to shape and form different connections with them. Try to make sure that the time you spend with them has some positivity to it. And if it starts to go negative, you need to kind of separate yourself. Go find a corner somewhere to read a book, do something positive for yourself, paint your nails, drink a glass of wine, read the Bible, do something. And if they don't want to follow soup, then they need to sit and time out for that time being. The next thing is to get some balls. Okay, some balls, some big ones to set some boundaries. So I'm gonna get a little bit personal here, a little bit of self-disclosure. I used to get so angry with people all the time. Like, oh my God, they asking me to do this. They always asking me to do that. They always want me to do this. They want me to come to happy hour. They want me to sit at every brunch. They want me to be at every party. They want me to do... <sighs> See, here's the thing. You know, that can sound real silly when you start to complain about that. It's great that people want you around. It's great that you might be a good person socially, that people trust you, that people want to talk with you. However, you have to protect yourself. I couldn't expect other people to do that for me. Of course they want your company. Of course they want you around. However, you have the right to say no. You have the right to protect your damn energy. I had to start telling people no, because some people would ask me, well, what you got to do? <laughs> Sit on my damn couch, okay? Watch a movie, listen to a podcast, uh, listen to some music, whatever I want to do. Twiddle my thumbs, 
go to church, whatever I want to do. And so I had to stop feeling really self-conscious about having bad thoughts about supporting myself. We expect for other people to do that for us. And my friend, they ain't gonna do it. They are not gonna do it. As long as you handing out energy at the energy stand, they gonna be taking the energy. If somebody was giving away free electricity at a stand, wouldn't you go over there and take as much as you could? As many kilowatts per minute or whatever it is, you would be taking it all. That's what you look like. If you're standing outside like, hey, I have nothing to do, sure, ask me and I'll come. And you continue to come, you're shaping and forming people's behavior to ask you for more and more. But you have to start to say no. And I'm not saying you got to get big with them and be ignorant with them. That's not what I'm saying when I say get balls. What I'm saying is, thank you, but no thank you. Today, I won't be able to come. However, let me know about the upcoming events you have and maybe I'll be able to come. There you go. You've done it. And I tell you the first time I really did that, I couldn't believe how good it made me feel. Like y'all, I wanted to go click my heels together and run through the lilies. I felt amazing. I couldn't believe that that small bit of taking back and reclaiming my time made me feel like Wonder Woman. Do you hear me? The next thing is to speak up. And this one is simple. I remember a lot of times, even when I first started as a professor on the tenure track and I don't know if many of you all know about tenure, but it's what we fight for as professors. And, you know, in order for me to make that, I had to really sacrifice. However, I remember a lot of times I just started to do stuff just so I could be seen and, and get things done and people could know I wanted to help and, and everything. I noticed what that turned into in a lot of situations was more criticism, uh, more ridicule, and not just from my colleagues, just from anyone, right? So a lot of people didn't understand what I was doing, maybe the research I was conducting, some of the things I was interested in doing in life. And I know many of you all can relate to that because there's a lot of things you might seek to do that maybe don't need to be shared with everybody. And so what I learned is I was sometimes oversharing my thoughts, my dreams, my hopes, all of those things and what I wanted to come true and how I was going to reach this 10 year point and how I was going to get these awards and how I was going to keep my business of blogging and vlogging on YouTube, which I mean, to both worlds is just foreign, right? So I was expecting people to understand things that they probably just couldn't. And so what I learned is I was spending all my time preaching about what I was going to do and I was finding that I was getting discouraged and actually doing them. So that was draining my energy. And so a lot of times what I had to do was speak up and just say thank you. Thank people for their advice, even if it was unsolicited and I didn't ask for it. I had to also speak up in this way. I had to stop allowing for people to literally crap on the things that I needed to do and what I thought was important. What I found is other people were starting to craft for me what they thought was important for me. And I had to say, no, I had to be defensive, defensive in what I wanted to be. And when I say defensive, not fighting, not confrontational per se, but I had to speak up on those things. And sometimes you do have to confront things. Sometimes you have to say, I'm sorry, I cannot do that because this is important to me. And sometimes you don't even owe people that explanation. You just need to do it. And you also need to be definitive in that. No, my time at 3 p.m. is taken. However, if you can meet with me tomorrow at 4, I will be glad to give you 30 minutes of my time. Do you see how that works? I used to get mad at people for not knowing that. But nobody's a mind reader. And again, if you're handing out energy, they're going to take it or deplete it, which is leaving you feeling more negative and less productive. 
So I urge you to speak up. Speak up when you have something to do. Speak up for your time. Speak up for your energy and people will start to respect you and also the it that you have more. The next one is all on you. See the signs that your energy is under attack. Now, this one's tricky. When we see positive energy, it's easy to know when positive energy is around. However, with negative energy, it's very, very hard and it's very sneaky. So you have to realize what it means to you to be losing or depleting your energy or also just feeling more negative overall. What I notice is I start to get more irritable, right? I start to be more snappy. I start to be more judgmental. I start to tune people out. I start to not want to be around people that I normally want to be around. I also stop finding joy in the things I love. I love working out, but even that will become a chore if my energy is depleted. Also, I just stop liking things. I, I don't like certain TV shows that I loved. I stop investing my time in the things that I know are good for me. That's a big sign for me that the energy stores are low, that something negative is creeping in. And what you start to notice is the little things that are happening around you. Either you're listening to something that's way more negative in its purpose. You're being bombarded by requests that you're taking in too many of. You're taking on too many responsibilities. You're trying to please way too many people. People. And to be honest, to be honest, you're putting all this stuff on yourself. I almost said something else. And instead of either asking for help or saying no, say it with me right now. One, two, three, no, right? Instead of saying no, we're saying yes to way too much that adds to nothing. Also, I learned that when too many people are in my ear barking, not advice, <laughs> but things that they would do with their own lives because they're conflicted in their own stance, then I also start to become very, very confused. And this can make me irritable and upset and tired. And believe it or not, your mental and spiritual energy is highly connected to that physical energy. So when those two start to go, uh-oh, you're going to have some problems on your hand, boo. So make sure you're really paying attention to that depletion of energy. This might take a little bit of journaling. This might take some time for you to kind of write those times down, how you're feeling and why you feel that way, what's connected to it. Even sometimes, let's be honest, you have good friends and family that like to tell you about all the negative things that are going on in their lives and they consistently stick to the same story. Everything bad is happening to them and for them. And if you continue to listen to that for months and months and months and months at a time, it starts to eat away at you. It makes you start to look at the world more negatively. So you have to limit that in your life. You have to stop that point in your life. And I'm not saying give up on people completely. Y'all ain't heard that over on Now That's Life, okay? What I am saying though is balance that. You know, if you know that person is in that stage, maybe you owe it to yourself to say, you know, I've noticed that more and more when we're together, I'm starting to feel more negative because I feel the conversation often goes to that tone. Can we try to talk about something that is good? Can we try to see the good in something? And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not saying I don't want to hear your problems because of course I'm going to be here for you. But we can't always talk about this negative stuff. It just, it doesn't feel good. And I love you and I want you in my life, but I definitely don't want always the negative energy. You see how I did that? It's confrontational. However, it's honest and it's genuine and it's transparent. And it also gives you the chance to take back that energy and make it more positive. Now, I know we're having an amazing time, but we're going to take a quick break, replenish our energy, and come on back for the second half of the show. 
And we are back. Let's go ahead and pick up where we left off with the ways to make sure we are protecting our damn energy. The next one is to release what you can't control. I know we love to be in control of everything going on in our life. Everybody, everything, our, from our car to our home, to our children, to our husbands, our wives, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, everything in our immediate space. And when you try to take control of everything, you become a god. And I'm not saying capital G-O-D, but basically what you're attempting to become is God. Because the only one in control of everything is God. And so you can't handle that responsibility. It's, it's just not possible. You're not superhuman. You're not this one spiritual being. So I think that the one thing that we fail to do is to let go and release the things we have no control over. One thing you can control is your response to things that happen. I have started to realize that my response would stress me out more than the actual situation. Let me give you an example. Let's say you get into a car accident, okay? And your car is totaled. It's happened to me. Maybe it's happened to many of y'all. I'm trying to pick something that's simple. But, and I've noticed that if I think immediately, oh my God, I'm going to have to find a new car. This is crazy. I am so stupid. I hate this. I cannot do this. Oh my God, how much is this going to cost? What's going, you know, all of those negative things, right? So you already hyping yourself up. You're hyperventilating. You just hyper. Everything is everywhere. It is negative energy raised to do nothing because at the end of all of that the car is still total and you still have to create a plan okay the next way might be more positive right man i got into this car crash but number one i'm still alive i'm alive enough to try and figure out what's next what am i going to do how am i going to handle this situation what can i do that's going to move this along quickly where is my insurance card let me figure out the small things that i can handle keep calm Think about it, clear my mind, and focus. And when you do that and you express gratitude for even just your life, you're going to feel more grateful, you're going to feel more hopeful, and possibly you're going to feel like you can conquer anything. And so it's all in how you respond. If you respond negatively, you're going to continue to get negative results. I'm just telling you. It's like dominoes. The moment you start with that negative stuff, everything starts to fall over. That's just how it goes because you have no positive energy out there. You're not doing anything to prevent the negatives and you're also welcoming the negatives because believe it or not, we like to prove ourselves right when something negative happens. Like I knew it was gonna happen. I knew that was gonna happen. I knew it was coming. I knew something bad was coming. Now, if you always stay prepared and you just think, you know, bad things happen sometimes, but good things happen sometimes too. That life is often better than that other life. Last and certainly not least is to find the good. You see, a lot of times we think negatively first. And sometimes you have to correct that within yourself. Some of us cause our negative energy to be caught. We cause ourselves to be negative. We cause other people to not want to be around us. The way we do that is that we instantly think negatively. What I try to instill in my students, my clients, other people that I work with is to make sure that you try to practice being good to yourself. Life is full of crazy things. It's full of roller coasters. You've proven that you can get to this point. Why can't you get to the next? We don't know what's gonna happen to us. And y'all, bad things have happened to me, bad things. However, I am more concerned with solving the bad and moving back up to that good, right? So the more you see the good in your life, the better off you are. 
and you're going to be more protective of that good. When I kept giving my energy to more people and being more negative, I realized it was because I was not grateful for the positives. When you experience the positives and allow yourself to be grateful for them, you'll protect them more. You'll protect that part of your life more and you know that you have to hold on to it. You have to be good to it. And also you'll look forward to it. So in those bad times, you have something good to look forward to. And sometimes what happens is we become hopeless because we allow ourselves to only see what's bad and what's happening to us. And you know what I'm tired of hearing? You know, when a lot of times when bad things happen, instead of us thinking that, yeah, sometimes bad stuff happens, we like to stay in a rut. Some of us enjoy that rut. Some of us like digging that rut big enough to pull other people into it. I no longer allow that to happen in my life. I have a good friend of mine that was laughing at me and she'll probably laugh when she hears this podcast. She said, you know, when negativity happens, when I notice about you is you confront it and you move on. You don't say anything else. If the person keeps talking negative, you bring up something positive. You might just counteract it. Well, I've learned to do that. That's a skill. Not just because I'm a psychologist, but mainly because I've just learned to practice that in my life. People can continue to be negative if you allow them to be negative. People can continue to talk to you about the same negative stuff if you allow that. My mother did that very well as a child. Now, some people might not agree with it, but my mother was good at if I fell and hurt myself, I was bleeding, we cleaned it up and we stopped talking about it. We maybe talked about the way that you can avoid that and then we moved on. And I learned from that. I learned that life continues to go on. You do focus on what you need to, you fix it, you learn from it, and you move forward. And so that's the same thing with this. Seeing the good in life, seeing that you can get back to the good, even when the pain hurts sometimes, you gotta strive to get back to that good. Now, I am collecting questions from my email, hi at drninaellishurry.com. And I'm also collecting questions and stories from my Instagram DMs. So these two came through on the Instagram DMs. These were the two that I wanted to focus on because I thought that they applied to a lot of people. So finally, we getting in that Q&A. So we're gonna call these two people Tanya and Ronnie. So we're gonna start with Tanya. This has been my experience. I'm almost 39 and still trying to figure out my own goals. Sometimes those who hold us back are the strongholds that our parents have in us. How do we not care anymore what they think about our decisions? What if they use religion against us? Something has got to give. I choose all the wrong decisions based off of fear that my dad embedded into me. I did manage to write a book, but I need to go farther. I have so much to offer the world and I'm searching for freedom. Queen, I truly look up to you. You have helped me so much. I'm really trying. I feel like my life hasn't even begun yet. Thank you. Tanya, first off, I want to say thank you so much for your kind affirmations. I really appreciate you and I appreciate all my viewers and listeners. Remember when I said that these vampires can be our cousins, aunties, uncles, moms, dads, everybody. A lot of times we think these are just people in life that annoy us, but they're the people that are closest to us a lot of times. A lot of times you still have to break barriers with those people. What I would say, Tanya, is I think you're struggling with the boundaries in your life. You feel as if a lot of people, or specifically people like our parents, have a lot to say. And we know they do. We know they often do, and they often will, and they will forevermore. Let's just be honest. But I think you, at this age, can stand up and say, hey, 
I'm making decisions for myself and I think I'm learning the best ways to live my life. If you don't allow me to live my life, then I'm not going to ever be able to find out the certain things that are most important and most valuable to me. And you can really leave it at that. I've had to, as hurtful as it is, have discussions with people in my life that I love, including my mother. She wouldn't be angry at me saying that. And I think that you have to have boundaries because they had to set boundaries with their own parents, family, and friends at one time in life. So you have to start living for you. And I think one question to ask yourself is, who am I going to be left with at the end of the day? Not my parents, not my best friend, not my boyfriend, not my husband, whatever it is. I'm left with myself. And if I don't move, nothing else moves. So I have to preserve my energy in order to focus it on the things that I'm most interested and that are most important to me. If I don't, nothing else moves. I'll stay miserable. I'll stay unhappy. And I really won't, you know, learn the joys of being my own person. And so you have to protect that. I chose this one because this is a major thing that happens with our energy as we start to focus it on the wrong things and the wrong people. Our focus becomes what they say about us, what they do, uh, what's temporary, not what's lasting. And what's going to be lasting is your legacy of yourself and how you feel about you. And I want you to think about that. So hopefully that helps you with that first step. Our next question comes from Ronnie. How do you protect your damn energy when you have an energy vampire in your tiny office? This negative Nancy complains every single day and it's leaving everyone else drained and tired of her. I'm sorry, Ronnie. I gave you my own voice. I don't. I don't know why I just got real extra hype on your question, but this is my thought process. This person is annoying everybody, right? So all of y'all energy is being drained. And I'd imagine that you all are not operating at the happiest of notes that you could because this person is interfering with that. In those situations, I'm going to have to say, you have to first look at yourself. First say, what am I doing to feed into this negative Nancy? Because a lot of times our behaviors are shaped and formed by those around us. Are y'all listening to it? Are you addressing it? Are you saying something back? Are you even getting an attitude because this person says something? You might be giving them what they want. Remember how I said earlier in this episode that you have to remain the way you want people to treat you? So if you want positive energy, you have to redirect the negative. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to have that shield on real good. I'm just saying, be able to duck and move when you need to. When those people come with the negative, say something positive. I call it the nice nasty. You can push them right on back to being positive. Just like they've kind of forced you into a negative space, force them into a positive space. It seems to me from the tone of your message that you like to be positive. You like for things to be light and you just like to work. Get it over with, be done. Maybe have a few friends in the office because it's a tiny office. So here's the thing. Say nice things to negative Nancy because she probably just want attention. Sometimes people go negative because they assume that that's the way for them to get attention instead of going positive, right? So negative usually does get more attention. Let's look at what we watch on TV, reality TV, fighting, doing all kind of stuff. Usually that negativity gets people to quick attention, not the lasting attention. And so you can teach negative Nancy a thing or two by being positive to her. Teach her how to be positive. Negative Nancy probably don't know how to be positive. She probably going home and ain't nobody paying her no attention. Let's just be honest. That's usually how these people act. They come to work and try to create a lot of drama because they ain't got nothing going in life. 
but you can teach her a thing or two and maybe you'll see a big difference in that office climate. Well, y'all, that is all for today. I thank you so much for listening in on today's episode of Now That's Life with Dr. Nina. I want y'all to stay tuned for more and make sure you subscribe to know when I post my next episode. Make sure you sign up for my e-newsletter at drninaellisherby.com and you'll also receive my free eight-day supernatural video course. Yes, baby. It's amazing and I am hearing that it is changing lives. People are sending me emails daily, so I thank y'all for that. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beautiful Brown Bay. Baby doll. And make sure that you tune in on Thursdays and some Sundays for video uploads on YouTube. I'm so grateful to have y'all here. So happy to have y'all here. This is an exciting new journey for me. And I'm just happy. I couldn't, I couldn't be more happy to have people like you guys to go on this journey with me. Don't forget to leave me your questions, your comments, your letters. Make sure you send them to hi at drninaellisherby.com. And also, make sure that you send me some DMs and some messages, baby. It goes down in the DM. It goes down. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, guys. Your girl, Dr. Nina, beautiful brown baby doll. Peace.